basically, so he realizes like, okay, something's going on. Like someone leaves a message on the outside of his third floor window. Mm -hmm. Um, He looks out the window and he sees this woman like climbing up the wall like a spider. And he's just kind (laughs) of like, and and like what, what blows my mind is like, he sees this woman do that. And what occurs to him is like, someone's trapped in here with me. I should go find her. Mm-hmm. As he just saw her spider climbing up and outside of the castle wall into another window, scrolling help us backwards on his mirror. And he's like, that's somebody in need of my help. This <laughs> perfectly normal lady needs my help. Yes. And that's so, all so- women can do. I'm Pax. I'm Hal. And this is Bro Takus, the show where two guys who love anime do a deep dive on what is and isn't worth watching. We believe you don't have to get a major in anime studies to enjoy this wild, beautiful, strange art form, and we are lucky to have you on this journey with us. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you all for the kind messages we got. We're getting your messages on Twitter and Fachibuke, and it's very, very nice. Now, we have a fan favorite returning here, our guest who was on the Dragon Ball Evolution episode, the man, the myth, the legend, the amazing actor, voice actor, dancer, combatant, maniac, fool, lover of everything anime, Michael Flanagan. Michael Flanagan is a fantastic artist artist and creative spirit and he wants us this week to plug green buffalo productions green buffalo productions is a local theater collective uh, it, uh michael is is maddie the um the founder she's of one of the founders yes <laughs> All right, so shout out to one of the founders, Madison Settler. You can find them at greenbuffaloproductions.weebly.com. They have a bunch of great online events and productions coming up. They have a quarantine quarters writing challenge going on, along with live readings every week. You can catch the first this week, Friday, November 6th at 6 p.m. Check out Green Buffalo Productions. Support your local artists, especially as theaters at an all-time high with COVID going on. Everything going great. No problems. Not at all. Michael. At this point, we shift the focus to you. The camera pans to the most beautiful man I've seen in my entire life, Michael fucking Flanagan. How are you doing today? Hello. Welcome, my children. Blessed tidings to you on the spookiest of days. One day, you'll have me, Michael Flanagan, bleh, 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 to talk about something that is actually anime. <laughs> But today, I'm just happy to be here on the night after all Hallow's Eve. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, we are recording this uh, November 1st. It's going to be dropping tomorrow. So this is our kind of like Halloween spooktacular culmination here. Uh, And our continued apologies because what we're reviewing today was originally, um, like we had said last week, our first pilot episode that will never be seen was uh, Castlevania and Netflix's BBC Dracula. We're like, Netflix has these two great... uh, vampire-based shows let's compare and contrast them <laughs> and they, oh, they could they, oh my god it's almost insulting to compare mm-hmm. these two um because mm-hmm. one is good one is bad castlevania is good <laughs> you can guess which one's bad. <laughs> oh god yeah and uh so, but thank you so much mike because mike is like was like my freaking anime like senpai in college 
precious nights spent drinking sake, looking at uh, fantastic shows from uh, the the Far East. And yet, both times I've now had you on this anime podcast, you've talked about a live action like film. <laughs> so, ah, uh, thank you very much. But there's a there's a reason that uh, we're talking about this because you see it, and like this is not even a an artistic um uh uh like statement from us it's really just more of a support group of deeply traumatized people who've been hurt by something that we oh, God. so we need to share this experience with you um mike kind of starting off here so bbc's dracula it came out early last or early this year in 2020 okay. but this is this is from uh stephen moffat the legendary showrunner of doctor who and sherlock and so i'm curious your experience with these shows can you let us in on a little bit of that who who, who do you know him to be from your experience with sherlock? so yeah i don't i don't have any whovian uh, experience but uh um i know sherlock uh, uh moderately well um, like, cause we, we all know season one, season two, great season. Season three is like the season you're saying they're going, what happened? And I know that, yeah. I think I know that Moffat loves action sequences or he likes, mm. he likes things to be, and there's going to be someone who's listening, who's just like, that's not Stephen Moffat at all. Um, but, uh, uh, <laughs> he likes like action sequences and things to be like, uh, um, high energy or like to be scintillating, I guess I'll say. Um, but he's kind of, God, how do I put it? It feels like he's a condescending prick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <sighs> absolutely. The, the criticism that always stuck with me for Sherlock, because Sherlock was the thing that like Benedict Cumberbatch gained his, you know, huge mm-hmm. debut with that. Um, the, the line that always got me was Stephen Moffat writes shows and he writes smart people um, in such a way that smart people are indistinguishable from wizards, <laughs> which I think is such a brilliant like encapsulation yeah. of that because it's true to him. If you're smart enough, you're magic mm-hmm. and you can do anything. You gain a degree of like omnipotence and uh, his tenure in, in Doctor Who, which I'm not all the way caught up on it because he hurt me so badly. Um, he was known for writing some of the most amazing episodes. He wrote the Weeping Angels episode. Uh, he wrote some really great, brilliant one shots and. Uh, but when he became the showrunner, Doctor Who kind of became this escalating power fantasy where it's like one season, Doctor Who is saving Earth. The next season, he's saving the galaxy. The next season, he's saving the universe. Now he's saving time itself. Now he's saving the concept of existence. Now he's saving the concept of existence in the afterlife. And like and it, 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 it blew up so much that it... it is straight up almost like a shonen decision to do it things. It sounds like, like Gurren show- Lagan almost with how it just kept getting bigger and bigger and is too much. Just too yes, much. yes, absolutely. Okay, I lo- yes. Yeah, uh, so yeah, we can talk about Doctor Who now because it's basically live action Gurren <laughs> Lagan. We'll do that next time. We're doing Doctor Who next time, Mike, and you'll come on. Never will you do an animated thing. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, and so like it, it just escalated to the point where like he would have seasons where it's like, well, secretly everybody who's actually died is in a kind of Matrix style Ark of the Covenant that got sucked up by aliens. Aliens and oh the 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 moon the well the moon's been a space dragon egg the whole time didn't you know and it's like ah the the, the things that he would pull are ridiculous and so we kind of like flash forward now to the BBC's Dracula and Stephen Moffat is still doing the same thing Mike how did you feel when you watched like the third season of Sherlock what did that instill in you so the third season of Sherlock comes off of uh, Reich and Beck Files which you won't 
talk about uh, um, for people who haven't watched or want to watch Sherlock, but if you know like the books or like the the importance of Reichenbach Falls, you know what happens. So Sherlock returns uh, and it starts. I just the first episode has a motorcycle chase in it, which is completely off mm-hmm. base. It just has like this crazy <laughs> motorcycle chase because uh, they're trying to save John because he's in a pyre because fuck you, uh, new guy that's not Moriarty. Um, and the second episode has all three like of the main writers writing together, and it's the best episode I think in this season um and i would I, it's been a long time so, so i can't say all together but it's genius because they balance each other out and then the third episode is just bad <laughs> I, is that the one with the is that the one with the locked phone um no that's um that's in season two that's the first episode of season two scandal in um belgravia i think can i explain what i mean by uh, that yeah sure so because he's a smart person who writes or because he's a dumb person writing smart people to who and like if you're if you're dumb and writing a smart person you do think they're indistinguishable from wizards and he his little twist with the locked phone um it's like this locked phone Sherlock needs to get into because it's a modern adaptation and he needs it to solve like the whole case is that like at at the end and it's like oh what is what is the secret like code to this how is it and it it, it turns out that it's it's John Watson's like ex-wife who's secretly like is like CIA like uh, CIA but faked her own death and she locked the phone anyway and so this this person locks the phone and the big resolution is that the answer was not like some secret code that he had to dig up it was S H E R because the phone was sure locked. <laughs> You know what's funny? I just watched that clip yesterday morning when I woke up. So it's just like very nice. That's exactly My hair it. just turned gray. Uh, so Stephen Moffat, insane individual. Um, Hal, how would you say like his characterization of Dracula in this series is? So initially, I actually sort of liked it. Initially, I kind of like... Like, in the first episode, you kind of get, like, this original Dracula who is on his castle mm. and is very old and decrepit. And then he eventually becomes this sort of proper British man who's got raven black hair and constantly dresses in, like, long black suits. And he's very snarky and he's very, like, he's just very, um, he's really hot. He's, like, really hot. <laughs> And, and really like, I sort of appreciated that in the first episode. And then as the time went on, you kind of got this feeling of like, oh, this show isn't about how the characters overcome Dracula. It is about, hey, I want to watch Dracula like fuck with some people for three, for four and a half hours. Like, <sighs> that's that's literally all that you get mm-hmm. um, yeah. in this series. And so it comes from like this character that can be funny, but has a sinister alter ego to, hey, let's make a bunch of fart jokes and blood jokes. Like that's really like it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So I think I don't need to give like a full recap of like what a Dracula is <laughs> or vampire media. <laughs> um, I guess uh, what is of note here? So this came out in 2020, like right at the top of the year was a three part special uh, series from January 1st to January 3rd. And um, each episode is uh, like an hour and a half long. So it's like three full length movies, essentially. So we're going to really power through this stuff. Um, but we uh, and excuse me if you hear any sound in the background the bills are playing so oh, yeah. we got uh-huh. yeah we got some homies over but um uh this follows uh famous i, I think he's a dutch actor class bong 
is that is that how we pronounce his name? The the guy oh, I have plays no Dracula. Idea. I have no idea. Yeah, that's more work than I put into this. <laughs> okay, I believe it's Klaus Bong. Um, and he is a fantastic powerhouse of an actor, and there's some great mm-hmm. actors involved in this. But um, this show has some of the highest production value I've ever seen in a limited series. Gorgeous set pieces and um, is is so dumb. It almost makes me feel like I'm the dumb one for like not getting it or like not like or or for not getting on board with the ride, (laughs) I think. Um, So that said, before we like dive into this, this this is like a loose adaptation of uh dracula in that it'll use like the names of characters from dracula it'll be like oh this is van helsing this is dracula this is um jonathan uh, harker lucy lucy the person that in the third episode that's someone who was in the uh, original novels as well lucy westenborough westenborough um like these are all names but again to like the showrunner it's like well, being a smart person is when you name characters things that are really good, like that a famous person did 300 years ago, and and without having a substantive actual connection that says something, mm. without that 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 gets added at a soul level. It's just like here here is the Van Helsing protocol at the Dracula Institute, and the the whole thing nuts. But um, let let's let's uh, dive into dracula and we're going to explain how we're going to do this so each one of us has been tasked with taking the lead on one of these episodes of dracula (gasps) these are sick depraved putrescent uh things and so we may lose track we may get deranged here but we want to take you on a big brave beautiful dark journey into the world of the netflix bbc collaboration dracula and then I'm, that's the music. Oh, okay. <laughs> Welcome back to BBC's Dracula. Mike, you were just about to tell us about your horrible, deranged descent into episode one. <sighs> tell us what you thought, where you're at now. So. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, this was a terrible sojourn into an awful place um, for all of the wrong reasons. Um, but episode one might be like the most legitimate episode, like Dracula episode. Out of three I would of agree them. with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I, I I lucked out with the boys giving me episode one, which is the easiest episode. So we're just we're just going to... We're just going to fucking do it. We're just going to go. All right. So I've got (laughs) notes because there's no way. All of the important things in this episode happen in the first 20 to 40 minutes. And then the rest of it is just like pictures that help you like under. I don't know. It's it's just. So. The pacing gets really cursed in yeah, this, I it, think. Like the, it's, yeah. it's just the worst. So we, we start, we, we begin in Hungary, 1897. Why is that important? It's not. But the very first thing we see in the series is giant red letters and numbers that say, Hungary, 1897. And you're like, okay, I don't. And, and I want to be very clear that that is not important for the rest of the series at all. It's not important. They do it throughout the entire show. Um, but we zoom in uh, onto uh, a convent window and we meet our first character for the episode. Jonathan Ar- Harker, um, uh, and we are just uh, introduced to the wonderful motif of flies throughout the entirety yeah. of these series. Yes, flies, those tiny little black buzzy motherfuckers that you can't get rid of your house. Like, they're a motif in this show. I don't know if that's a Dracula thing, but I wish it wasn't. <laughs> if it is, it's just, it's the worst thing. Um, 
It gets cool though. I'm, so 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 the opening thing, the eye thing. I'm I'm sure you'll yeah. you'll get there. But like that that this whole thing, it really suckers you into into a sense that like, is this show gonna be? Okay. Mm-hmm. See, you that's know, the thing. It's like, when, because that's what they show you in the intro when you're like scrolling through Netflix and it's like, here's a quick sneak peek at BBC's Dracula and then you see a fly do this thing and you're like, oh, this actually looks really cool. This looks interesting. And then that's how they gaslight you. That's how they get you. And then they stab you over and over again with their <laughs> hatred of the audience. It's just this odd thing where it's like it's like Moffat is attempting to be self-aware and tongue-in-cheek and can't because it, the show is 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 nuts and it acknowledges like hey yeah some of this is dumb but it's like he can't help himself he can't help himself to like add some twist and be like oh do you not get it audience so you fucking dumb <laughs> like like I'm a fucking brilliant like and and that culminates in episode three but so um we 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 dive into where Jonathan Harker is because it takes place a little later and who, who's he talking oh about so now? Jonathan Harker is in his room he reaches towards the fly and we cut to the window of the door and we meet Agatha sister Agatha and she's like oh are you hungry and he's like no I'm not hungry she's like good now's the time to talk and she walks in um <laughs> which you're like I don't understand why she says this but again Stephen Moffat thinks you're a moron um and uh Jonathan Harker has no hair he's got like welts or scabs on his forehead he looks sickly as fuck mm-hmm. and anyone who's watching will be like maybe he's not quite human anymore but you know I'm just yeah. an idiot I don't know like we'll, we'll go on our own way um makeup outstanding makeup looks it is, outstanding it's really good throughout the whole yeah, show it, it's it's fantastic um so he's like, I've never met this nun. And she's like, I've been sequestered. I've been studying. And they start talking about, she's like, I want to read Mr. And she calls him Hacker the second time she talks to him, which really threw me off because her accent is, uh, um, I can't remember, uh, Dracula says it at the end of the episode, but her accent is very thick. So I was like, I didn't know who, um, Harker was for a long time. Is that Harker? God. Harker, it is Harker. Harker was here Harker, for a long so. time. Um, and she asks him a plethora of questions. They're like, I want to know about your stay in uh, um, Transylvania. And uh, uh, she's like, the sun isn't too bright for you now, is it? And you're just like, I get it. Okay. He was with a vampire. Let's just move on. And he sits down. He's like, no, it's fine. She's like, good. She takes out his account of what happened. And inside, because again, Moffat wants us to know that we're stupid. We see that she's got a shit ton of stakes inside of her bag as well, along with the manuscript that he wrote. So sunlight. Is he hungry? The um, the stakes. It's like we, we have all the clues that he's a vampire. It's supposed to be a twist at the end. Um, Which we need yeah. none because the show's name is Dracula. Yeah, <laughs> like, like you don't need to. Like you're superb. Thank you so much for all of that. Um, and then there's some back and forth uh, banter about, oh, another nun comes in. And you're like, who is this nun? It doesn't fucking matter. She's no one. She's it not doesn't important. Matter. It doesn't matter. Um, just for all the listeners, too, like, the F-bomb is going to come out. It's just, it's going to come out. It's going to be here. I'm so sorry. Oh, you can say fuck. Okay. We're an explicit it's just, podcast. It's going to fucking happen. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So we enter into some back and forth banter. Uh, why Mr. Harker, Hacker, yeah, Harker is still alive. Huh, Mr. Harker, we're just going to call him Mr. H or Johnny. If I say Mr. H or Johnny, it's Mr. Harker. Saying Mr. Harker over and over again is going to drive me crazy. Um, he believes that that man is the devil and how he's safe in the house of God. And Sister Agatha goes on how she's a skeptic about God. And then we just continue moving forward. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. It's kind of cool because the nun is like, I'm sorry, God, what the fuck are you talking Oh, you believe in God? Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> Roof of a Which, church collapsed and killed everyone but the pastor because of course it wouldn't kill the pastor. I told him he should have built a better roof. It's just and Sister Agatha is the best character, I think, in this yeah. series. Um she's so good. Um it just the whole series should have been around her and it just 
it wasn't it was a missed opportunity um so <laughs> so agatha and and mr h are talking and they're they're going back and forth about like oh hey you were you staying with count dracula and meanwhile like flies are buzzing around him and the fucking eye thing happens hal could you like explain <sighs> what the eye vibe was so the eye vibe is you you kind of like are watching this fly like fly around mr h <laughs> and you're kind of like oh like mr h probably doesn't smell so good something's going on there uh you know the flies are really about him and then one lands on his eyeball <gasps> And it just sits there, kind of mm. like kind of like the fly that landed on Pence's head in the VP debate. Oh. <laughs> uh, it just kind of sat there, and like Sister Agatha was just like looking at him, waiting for him to brush it off, and he was just like, look, didn't notice, sitting on his eye, and then he blinked, and then it went like right up into his eye, like underneath the lid, mm. and was gone. And he was just yeah. like. Is something wrong? Uh, there's a there's a shadow of the fly walking behind his eye. Oh yeah. my god, I forgot about uh-huh. that. And the whole time he's just like, uh, is, this, is everything okay? Is, is is something on my face? And she's like, no, no, what? Mm-mm. So all this to say, cool thing. Yeah. Like there's a, it's a cool effect. It builds the atmosphere pretty well. And then we get a kind of like. Uh, left turn because we we hear you know that johnny's fiance is mina mm-hmm. and you know that he just was leaving her um but as we leave into like the the opening credits of this what's the question that he gets asked oh my god <laughs> she, she's asking him questions she's like well we have to know everything in case you had sexual relations with count dracula <laughs> Did you have sexual relations? She's very candid about it. She just asks you a question and he's just like, he he gets his face like, like he doesn't know. And then we go into the title sequence, which has a big fly. So we just went from boning Dracula to big, ugly CGI fly to this title sequence. And you're like, what have I done? What have I fucking done? Yeah, no, the whole vibe being like, uh, did I fuck Dracula? Uh, did I? Like, it's just like, I'm still here. <laughs> I know. So, God. Um, we. Oh, and then the fly walks out cre- of his mouth and then credits roll. I'm sorry. The fly comes back out of his mouth. It yes, does? It does. <laughs> no, does it do that thing where it's like, oh, I went through his entire head yeah, and I'm okay like and the, then it flies away. All the holes in your face are connected, so eyes to mouth, I guess. Yeah, 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 obviously. <laughs> Don't take that out of context. Oh <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so um, as the opening credits flash, uh, we are meeting um, Jonathan Harker as uh, he is riding to the castle of Count mm-hmm. Dracula. And then we kind of begin the framing device of him in the um, covenant talking with the nuns and narrating his own story. And I noticed that this isn't in here, but I just got to say what my favorite thing is uh, with the letter that he's doing with Mina. Did, did you have that? Yes, in here? I do. <laughs> Oh, you got the uh-huh. VO. Can, can I? Can I? Go for it. Go for it. You find out that Mina's like cool as shit, which she winds up like having no characterization later. But so he's writing this letter to his fiance, and his fiance is like, Jonathan, you know, while you're on your amazing journey, I totally understand if you have a tryst with one of the local women and understand that if you do, I too will enjoy the presence of the butcher, the guy who builds the roofs, the butcher's cousin, your cousin, your brother, your two friends, Ralph and Horatio, the freaking like barmaid. And she'd like lists off all these people she'd bang. And it's like, damn, this is cool. It's funny. 
the vibe is good in the first mm-hmm. episode. I think it starts off good, and then it just gets wild as he goes and attends Whack. the castle. And what do we see, mm-hmm. man? Um, so when he he's dropped off at the castle, and uh, there is a lady who gives him a cross. It's like you're going to need this shaking. There's a guy who's like, I'm not going any closer to the castle. And like then he says, Dracula will find you as you're walking up there. So he's got all of the. It's like a, a white girl in a horror film. He's got all the signs, you know, that the bad shit's <laughs> gonna happen. And he's just like, I'm going oh. to the castle. It's fine. Um, so after that, he's having that voiceover, right? He's on the way to the castle. He gets out of the coach. He's like, will you help me with the uh-huh. bags? And um, the driver's eyes flash. And that's when I realized, this is my second time watching, that the driver is Dracula. Because um, Dracu- Dracula's what? eyes flash. He has no servants. He has nobody. So the eyes flashes because he's like, fresh me. And then that's why he's not there because he's changing into his clothes. Uh-huh. And he comes back. Yes. The driver's Dracula. Whoa. Yeah. And that's why he'll find him. He's very scrupulous about who he picks, which you find out later. Uh, um, in uh, Why? the show, <sighs> yeah, exactly. Um, Which again is a, is a great example of something that doesn't make mm-hmm, sense, mm-hmm. but the writers think it's cool. Like if they're like, "Well, Dracula was the driver the whole time. What about if that was the case?" And it's like, "How?" And it's like, uh, "There is how." There's no answer because he's just so smart. Mm-hmm. He's just so smart that he knew. So he was also the driver. Like that's. <laughs> Um, and so, like, Jonathan goes to the door, he knocks on the door, bats happening, and then it's like, okay, bats, I get it, this is, fuck, fuck you, this bats happen. He goes inside, the, the house is empty, there's a dining room, there's food set up, and he just starts fucking eating, pouring himself a glass of wine, and we see the introduction. You know, like a good guest. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. awesome, he's super great. And then we have the introduction of Dracula, and I feel like it's a little cliche what they do, but they have this long wooden rallying amidst this cold uh dead stone and this uh um withered uh warp twisting hand just kind of clawing at the railing like sliding along it and then he looks up and he sees this withered old transylvania man like ah mr harker good to meet your acquaintance i don't remember his lines exactly but exactly <laughs> that's pretty close uh, to what his accent um, is because yeah. he's like oh lord Drac- dracula he's like yes dracula this is very good um uh, and the makeup looks great you can still kind of tell it's like a hot guy in a bunch of makeup I but the first like time i saw it. i had no idea yeah I think it was probably just watching it the second time. It's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's Klaus yep. Bong's chin under there. Um, but uh, the makeup's fantastic. And um, Hal, what's what was your sense of like the um, the the building of, of of Dracula's castle, the 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 setting, and um, if you could kind of take like what is what's the evolution of like Dracula's appearance throughout this first episode? So so basically, so the castle itself is is magnificent. It's incredible. I, I mean, there are so many like. Um, like the stairways are incredible. The table, the the room that he's in, that that mm-hmm. Dracula puts him in, um, just like the the setting is just amazing. And like as the night continues, uh, not to like step on your on your vibe, Mike, but but like um, not at all. Continue on. Like as the nights continue, Jonathan's like, oh yeah, I, I'm starting not to feel so good. Like I. I start feeling a little sick in the morning. Uh, I think I'm losing weight. What's that about? And meanwhile, Dracula comes down like from like, ah, yes, Mr. Harker, Harker, am I saying that correctly? And he's just like, no, yeah, okay. To like, oh, good morning, Jonathan. How are you today? It just like completely changes his accent Mm -hmm. like overnight. um, And he suddenly looks like 10 years younger. And you're like, if, uh, if even it's maybe 20 years, it's just a ridiculous yeah, amount and then of like, time. Like, but like every night he wakes up 
younger. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan, like, it, it isn't until, like, Dracula comes down, like, with a six-pack ab and, like, <laughs> flowing chest hair and, like, a, this knowing grin on his face that Jonathan's Just, like, something is amiss. It's like, wait a second, Dracula has cum gutters now. Yeah, Shoot, when did this on. happen? Cum gutters? Oh, do you not know what, what cum gutters are? are? <laughs> okay, so cum gutters are when, uh, when a guy is so shredded that he's got, like, that V thing down by his, like, lower abs and crotch that oh. forms a gutter. <laughs> oh, never heard them call that. Yeah, Ew. well, well, whatever they are, Dracula has them now. Yes, he does. So, that, so this is the recurring thing of, um, which is really kind of faithful to the original Dracula and Jonathan Harker and Dracula and that, where it's like building a pretty effective mystery of every day waking up, losing it, and then kind of like losing your mind because of Dracula getting younger and younger and younger every day. It begins a really interesting motif of Dracula gaining knowledge and gaining these skills and personality traits from the blood that he consumes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he has a quote uh, that it becomes uh, uh, its own like reoccurring thing. Blood is lives, not blood is life, blood is lives. Like the lives of the people he consumes are within him. And like that becomes more apparent later on. It's kind of spoilers. We'll get there. I'm sorry. I'm stepping on toes. That's no, you are, <laughs> you are all good. So, so essentially Jonathan Harker's brought in as like a lawyer and Dracula's like, surprise, you need to stay with me for a month instead. And like, mm-hmm. and that's the whole plan is the horror of this kind of like labyrinthine castle that he can't escape as time is moving forward. And so, um, eventually he's kind of realizing like something's up as he should have done immediately because something that is nuts that Dracula does is he drops like these, um, these food bars constantly. Of oh my just God. Like, well, I have a rather severe appetite for company <laughs> you know he's just dropping just like i'm very hungry for people in the company they provide uh, it like, is, he's he's, just, uh it, he he um he wants to move to england that's why jonathan's there johnny boy's there because he's like a, uh, um, a leasing agent if anything and he's yeah. like uh the people here they do not have flavor and John being the <laughs> the wretched dipshit he is he's like I think you're being characters like yes my translation was off but he never attempts to change the way he talks so <laughs> he does it which, which is great because I did like episode two or three when people are showing up eating left and right and he's just like well I guess uh, personally I'm feeling very, very ravenous for a solution to this mm-hmm. horrible crime mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I, I thirst for answers <laughs> and the people most are e- still turned on by by him too he says this stuff like people are dying they're just like i'd fuck it <laughs> yeah absolutely like, people yeah. are so horny for dracula <laughs> in this shit so um hal eventually uh, uh harker realizes some shit is up and like he starts formulating a way to like bust out of there trying to seek answers what is that what's that story like in episode one as he's like trying to figure out what the fuck's going on in the castle yeah basically so he realizes like okay something's going on like someone leaves a message on the outside of his third floor window Mm -hmm. Um, he looks out the window and he sees this woman like climbing up the wall like a spider and he's just kind (laughs) of like what and and, like what, what blows my mind is like he sees this woman do that and what occurs to him is like Someone's trapped in here with me. I should go find her. Mm-hmm. As he just saw her spider climbing up and outside of the castle wall into another window, scrolling help us backwards on his mirror. And he's like, 
that's somebody in need of my help. This like, perfectly <laughs> normal lady needs my help. Yes. And that's so, all so, women can do. And, and so that's what he does. That's what he does. He he starts looking through this labyrinth and uh, this this labyrinth of a castle, and which 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 Dracula expressly tells him, hey, like, hey, if you go around my castle, you will get lost and fucking die here. And Jonathan's yeah. like, and Jonathan's like, I think I can manage it. I'm British, and so he goes and like. He like gets lost in this place. He finds this girl, finds this girl locked in a fucking box with like two other boxes there. You know that these women are being kept there because they are undead and they are bloodthirsty. And she has somehow managed to escape. And he finds this girl and he's like, holy shit, you've been locked up here. How can I help you? And she's like, well, uh, and then she bites him. And then Mm -hmm. like, and like he wakes up in a box. Dracula's like, well, that was really fucking dumb of you. Why did you do that? Now I have to kill her. And she was one of my favorite brides. And he's just yeah. like, oh, no. And that's when he realizes, oh, you're a vampire. I'm going to die here. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so here's a, here's a core kind of thing to understand about this BBC series. In the world, in this world here, when Dracula eats you, you either die immediately or you become undying like an mm-hmm. undead thing and occasionally like when he dives deeper into the castle he finds like that um dracula instead of just like getting rid of these people will just like throw one of these undying corpses in a box and so he gets attacked by like some mummies and zombies and it's like a kind of cool thing yeah and you follow him as he like tries to does he discover a map by cutting it out of the back of a painting or does yes, he that does. yes he does yes he does so, so the, the the castle, he's talking about the castle's labyrinthian. It was made by an artist who lost his lover and she led him to the sun. And there's this picture of the artist and the picture of his wife who is his lover. And he's like, of course, she's the sun. So he breaks open the back of the painting and you're just like, really, that was the answer. And he, while he's retelling the story, he's like, Dracula would never find this out. I'm just like, yeah, because Dracula is a fucking idiot. He doesn't know anything about his castle. And then he, and that's how he finds the girl in the box in the room. And uh, <sighs> So yeah. time time moves forward. Crazy shit happens. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of really effective moments, like when Dracula forces him to like write three letters for when he's going home, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, write a letter saying you're on your way and that you just arrived and that there's a small delay." And he gives him like three dates, like date this, this, and this. As at this point, he is Harker is buckled over. You see that he's kind of like halfway between normal dude and like the full walking corpse he is in the um, Covenant. And it's this effective moment of like, oh, he's saying I have until like the 29th of this month before I die, you know, because he's like laying out tracks so that his his fiance doesn't come looking for him. And uh, he what what happens that he eventually gets to like the balcony when there's this moment? Because that leads to the box. Oh, 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 oh. That leads really to the fu- box. Yeah, really ahead, fucking quick. Ahead, really ahead. fucking quick. Hal, I know you wrote this down. Um, your favorite moment when? Uh, oh my <laughs> when, god! Because it's during this letter scene. There begins oh being like a. From like a bag, and it's like uh, Dracula's got a baby in the bag. Yeah, Jonathan's like, um, is there a baby in the castle? And and Dracula's like, huh? What? <laughs> and he was like, there's a baby. I can hear crying. There's a baby. Is it in that bag? And he's like, mm, there's no baby, Johnny. There's no baby. And he's like, but I hear the baby. I can see its arms sticking out of the bag. He's like, there's no baby, Johnny. As he's walking <laughs> as, up, as, he, says, as he gaslights him into thinking there's not actually a fucking baby in that bag. It's, he's like it's whistling, like, getting ready to eat a baby. Like, there's no baby, Johnny. Ha ha. You're just hearing things. You should get it's, your it's ears It's an checked. Among Us meme. It's an Among Us meme where the imposter gets caught murdering the person. It's just like, I didn't, pff, I didn't fucking do it. It's fine. It's That's what it is. It's, uh, but you're Absolutely. right. It's this sing-songy, like, mocking... <laughs> Very nice, Hal. You, you really got his voice down. 
It was, that was perfect. How's the best impression? So um, eventually, how the fuck does he find himself on the balcony with Dracula and he's like about to die? It's like time is ticking up. He has like he's he has like a uh, oh, I know cross what it is. I know chest, what it like is. Necklace. Okay. Here's, here's what it is. Uh, Dracula picks him up and carries him to the balcony mm-hmm. because like this woman, this spider woman has like bitten him and drained him of like what is left of his body, right? Yeah. What is left of his body? He's so weak, he can't even stand. Dracula just scoops him up like a little baby and carries him up to the balcony, puts him down and is like, okay, Johnny, so I want you to do me a favor before you die. Um, look at the sun. Tell me what it's like. And he's like, the sun? Fuck you. You'll never see it. And he's just like, <laughs> all right. And then he breaks his neck. Just, just, mm-hmm. just and, and then you're like, oh, well, Johnny's dead. And then he twitches and then he gets up and Dracula's like, oh, we have a lively one. And then you're like, oh, he's a zombie yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Because no. um, it's it's already kind of shown that like while he's talking with uh, Sister Agatha, that he's undead. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Like doesn't have a heartbeat. You're getting there. And so Agatha's like, okay, so how the, how are you here? Because Dracula starts being like, Johnny, fuck yeah, this is really, fuck yeah, you're here now. You can just hang out with me, man. Like, you could, like, be my guy. And um, Johnny, in kind of, like, a, a, a sense of, like, um, no, I'm not going to agree to this, stands up, gets ready to throw himself off the, uh, the balcony, and Dracula, as he stands, is fucking blasted by this beam of sunlight, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. the sun reflected from the v- <laughs> it reflects off it reflects off the cross, which is a mirror surface. But it's it's, Moffitt, it's a necklace that Johnny's wearing. Yeah, and it, it's the one that um, the lady at the beginning gives to him. But Moffat yeah, writes yeah. it off as it's just Dracula's fear of the cross, not of the sun, because they never talk about like because Agatha's like, why was he afraid of the cross? You know, and and but it's not. Like, uh, so just like, I don't know. I just threw myself off a hundred story castle. Like, um, I don't know, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the, it, it, it is shown that like, um, th- this is a core thing is like, why is Dracula afraid of the cross? Why is he afraid of the sun and the Bible? And it's something where, um, any other Dracula adaptation would just be like, oh, you know, cause it's just <laughs> the rules, but not for Moffat. Moffat's too smart. He needs to come up with like a really super mm-hmm. smart explanation. And so we'll see this teased and we'll see this teased and how we'll explain when we get there in the last episode. How this happens. <sighs> yep. so, so we flash forward, um, and sister Agatha is like, Oh, well, we found you, uh, a bunch of fishermen found you, was, like, drowned, but you were alive, and they brought you here, and, uh, oh, here's your journal that you wrote, and, like, traditionally, like, Jonathan Harker's journal is, like, a big thing, but they throw the pages down, and it's, like, stacks and stacks of, like, Dracula is my master, Dracula is my lord, Dracula is God, Dracula is God, Dracula is God, <laughs> which is, like, interesting, it's funny, mm-hmm. and, um, uh, they, I think then is when there's the reveal about who Sister Agatha is, and, Mike, how does that play out? Uh, so, Dracula appears, bats start coming, wolves are around and they go out to the gate and Sister Agatha has been at training. the covenant still. Yeah. So so at yeah, this yeah. point, everyone's at the covenant. His mm-hmm. fucking fiance is at the covenant and uh, they're like, oh shit, wait, Dracula is going to come here because Jonathan's still alive. And so all the sisters get up the, the, the battlements and um, uh, he, he drinks her blood pretty much. She taunts him. She cuts her hand. Like she calls him out. Like you can't come into this place without me letting you know you're a bitch. Yeah. You're a pussy. I'm fucking amazing. I'm Agatha. I throw <laughs> blood in your face. He's like, eating up the blood and stuff like that. And he gets like the knowledge of who she is, where she's from, uh, and stuff like that. And she's Agatha Van Helsing. The vampire, vampire. Uh, yeah, the vampire hunting family, you know. That Van comes. Helsing's a girl this time. Uh, Checkmate, uh, patriarchy. Yeah. Dunch. And <laughs> honestly, with how cool Agatha is, you're just like, yeah, fuck it. She's going to be so cool. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, 
she is probably the worst vampire. So sorry. That's all good. We'll deal. Let's we're going to try to push through quick as we can. Yeah. yeah, So, um, uh, we're in the covenant. She reveals that she's Agatha Van Helsing. Mm-hmm. Really cool thing where when Dracula comes up, he comes up first as a wolf and he crawls out of the wolf skin. Oh, yeah. And you this oh, is your first ass. time realizing, oh, Dracula can like inhabit other people's skins, mm-hmm. including like the sisters of the church. And so um, the the rest of part one, just like pushing forward is uh, um, Mike, if you if you you blaze through this, how, how does this episode wrap up? Um, uh, um, Johnny kills himself to protect uh, um, the nun who is actually his wife. Uh, uh, um, and then Dracula can't come in, but he sees Johnny dead on the floor, but he's not dead on the floor because he's zombie. So uh, Johnny lets Dracula into the convent. Um, Dracula kills everybody. And then um, Johnny appears in front of Agatha and uh, Mina, who are hold away in this tiny, tiny little corner. Uh, and um uh, uh, Agatha's like, no, don't let him in. He let Dracula in. And Mina's like, Johnny would never hurt me. And she lets him in. They call him Blue Eyes Johnny because he's got blue eyes, but then he's got black eyes because he's a, uh, he's, he's, uh, threw out my eyes. And Dracula crawls out of his skin. And then the, they, the episode ends. Yeah. Brilliant. That's, <laughs> that's, it. that's it. I mean, I guess that's that really it. is all it, it is. Is, mm-hmm. is Johnny dies, Drac then for, gets permission from Undead Johnny. <sighs> for how little happens in the first hour the last 28 minutes they pack the fuck out of because this con- uh, convent section happens the last like 20 minutes of the episode 20 28 yeah. minutes um yeah. it's just him wandering around our castle for three days getting all tuckered out being like oh darn i'm british and i'm tired you know it's it and it seems like there might be some interesting kind of like dramatic tension there of just like because because dracula has this monologue of like who will be the first to betray the rest because they will survive mm-hmm. and it seemed like it was going to be like a really cool tense situation and I was waiting for like okay one nun's going to betray the rest uh, but no it's just Johnny who kills himself and then is like still undead being like yeah no come in kill my fiance and everyone who matters to me that sounds yeah, good like, Dracula. Yeah like why set the seeds for like this epic like I thought there was going to be the series is them staving off Dracula from the convent and then it's just like no his undead mm-hmm. servant which um, Agatha just fucking left behind uh, yeah. um, lets him in it's just ugh. So Agatha probably has like seven opportunities to stake Dracula through this too. She has mm-hmm. to stake the entire time. She's like inches away from him and it never happens. And again, to say Klaus Bong's performance, fantastic. He's a great, he's a great charismatic Dracula. He is. He's sexy, he's cool. But with all of this, the origins of Dracula, Dracula escaping from his castle, killing the convent, what's going to happen in episode two? We are going to talk about that right now. Ba-na-na-na-na-na. Okay, everybody, episode two. Episode two is where things start to go downhill. I think the first one is campy, it's cool. Episode two is uh, upsetting, it's fucked up. (sighs) So the episode begins with Dracula monologuing. He's going down the stairs of some dungeon or antechamber to talk with Agatha Van Helsing. He's shooting lines over a chessboard, real like dumbass style, where it's like, oh, well, chess is a metaphor for a battle. And and so, yeah, and so him and Agatha are like in a dungeon. You don't know why the fuck they're there, what happens since the last episode. It's just like, Agatha, who's black and who's white? You know, who has the real power here? And they're, they're going back and forth. Um, immediately, you're like filled with this sense that something's up. Like, eh, something's weird about this. But again, you kind of over 
overlook it because the show has it both ways where it's like everything is insanely dumb and has these plot holes. But when the show decides, they'll be like, oh, did you notice the foreshadowing here? And it's like you can't ever tell. Is this foreshadowing or is this a huge plot hole from these writers making this insane plot? Mm-hmm. It's so frustrating. So um, the whole plot of episode two is like they uh, Dracula has um, commandeered a ship. He's commandeered a ship and under a pseudonym, he has convinced a bunch of people to ride on the ship with him so that he can have people to eat and practice restraint and have a little adventure but he wants to go to England so this is him chartering a ship and you meet the whole cast it's very much like a <laughs> that's the Bills game it's very much a murder on the Orient Express style mm-hmm. thing yep. where it's like here's this locked room bunch of people on here going forward um, who are our favorite like uh, people who are on the ship because there's um, there's the captain there's a guy named Piotr there's Dr. Sharma um, who stands I out I like for Dr. Us? Sharma I, I, I like I think we, we have a disposition to Dr. Sharma because we see him in the opening of that episode, like working with uh, um, an undead being. Um, the captain also played. Uh, um, uh, he's He's been in other uh, BBC things as well. I like that actor. But Dr. Sharma. Oh, yeah. OK. Got mm-hmm. your respect. Um, yeah. Dr. Sharma's cool. I think my the person who just haunts my brain every day is. Um, Lord and Lady Ruthven. So the the cast of characters on the ship, there's like the doctor, the doctor's deaf and dumb uh, like daughter, mm-hmm. the old lady, the uh, chef, the deckhand who there's a deckhand who gets on board using a you know what? Let me just say a dumb thing that doesn't matter. Like secretly Piotr's dead and it's not really Piotr. It's someone who came above the ship on board the ship under the guys. They just add these things that they load on the plot and it doesn't matter. There's no resolution. There's no like unveil of like secretly I'm this guy. It's like, why did we have this extra shit? Yeah, they had a whole scene that led up to this not Piotr getting on the boat. And it just it's like, I don't know if it's like they had lives and then Dracula fucked with them, but we don't care. It never matters. Yeah, it never matters that he's not Piotr. So anyway, um, the people who stick in my brain is there's Lord and Lady Ruthven, who I think are like the core of the main plot holes in this episode are the most insane ones. So it's like a hot lord and lady they're newly married and their cool gay black assistant who is like really horny for the lord uh not god <laughs> so horny for his name's adisa uh, and he's horny for like his own lord and the lord comes up and like uh as they're all signing in on the ship and you're meeting everybody um the lord and the lady the, the lady's all cool and beautiful and the lord has this line where he's talking to the person taking the ship log and he's like hey make sure to make it a nice hot and long journey so i could fuck my new hot female wife a lot because of how much i totally love having sex with human females because i'm not gay like it's like it's like they really lean into it and meanwhile like him and his assistant adisa are like giving each other eyes and um everybody's signed in uh everybody is signed in you find uh that there are boxes and boxes of transylvanian soil being moved and the captain's like hey cool everyone's signed in right oh except count and then like dracula appears and he's like (laughs) Count Dracula, <laughs> you're looking for me. <laughs> and he does that shit all the time. He's like, poof, here I am, poof, here I am, poof, here I am. And people are just like, this is how normal people move. <laughs> yeah, basically how people start like reacting to Batman when he just kind of appears and is like, like the commissioner's like, well, uh, Batman Two-Face has taken over the Gotham Bank. And Batman's like, all right, anything else? And then commissioner's like, no, but, and he turns around and then Batman's gone. And mm-hmm. like, that's what Dracula does. He's just kind of but like. the opposite. <laughs> he's yeah, in your he's, face. <laughs> yeah, it's just. <laughs> 
Yeah, and the, the, the core thing here too is like there, it becomes a mystery of like, oh, dude, go, who's killing everybody on a ship? Who's, who's eating everybody? And Dracula, decked out in a gigantic black gown with like red accents and rings and sharp teeth, goes like, I don't know. I feel like perhaps somebody is a little, uh, little peckish for uh, violence here. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like the most evil dude. And he's yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's like, it's like JoJo Stardust Crusaders where they're like, oh, I wonder who's the stand user. And then, like you have like like the guy come up in an orange like neon tux and like a mohawk and yeah. all blinged out. I don't know. It's yeah. probably one of these normally dressed Egyptian guys right, over right, here. Right, like, right. no, it's, it's uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, the the a main mystery set up here is like, um, everyone's on board, but there is a mystery. There's like in cabin number nine, somebody is behind the door. Who's in cabin number nine? Only the captain is allowed to let in, but there's flies on the door, so you know it's Dracula related. And um, I correctly wound up guessing who this was. I was watching this with my sister, and I'm like, "This show's dumb as fuck." So what if it was? And you, sure enough, we'll see who's behind door number nine. Um, one of the most insane things that happens here is that Dracula does. What are Dracula's powers in this? He does a massive like vape nation move, where one night he's on top of the ship as the the ship is finally set out. It's going to England. And Dracula's like, oh, it's a very fantastic, beautiful night here. And then he's like, <sighs> takes a big inhale and then like, <sighs> unleashes a fucking plume of smoke like the Twin Towers just collapse. Like, and it envelops the ship. It's like mist everywhere. And it's like, uh, can Dracula do that? Can Dracula suck? Uh, you know, canonically, Kinda? Oh no, I don't say yes. Uh, no, kind yes. of. Here's what I will say. Here's what I will say. Is that like canonically speaking, like Dracula was able to like turn himself into a mist. Oh I don't think he can like <laughs> you know you, storm of the yeah. X-Men, you know, like create a hurricane, you know, yeah. like it's not hit. Yeah, respect, respect. So um he does the full mist thing and uh also when he's first introduced, he's introduced while the fucking sun is out. When he does his, like, Lord Dracula thing, it's sunset, but the sun's there, and it's on his face. Yeah. And so immediately it's kind of like, uh, is the sun, does that matter anymore? Like, um, whatever. And you, part three, there's a thing that they try to pretend is a reason. Um, we start going down the kills. We start going down the kills. So, uh, he kills, um... Uh, uh, deckhands to learn German and it's something where like he's having a conversation with like an old German lady and he's like oh I need to go brush up on my German he drinks a deckhand who knows German and in doing so he gains his knowledge of it but he also gains like his stutter which is really kind of cool and they start adding in like oh he's gaining these traits of people and then uh, I kind of think that this episode's homophobic (laughs) I kind of do and um, why I do is because it's like yeah there's representation but like the gay characters have like a have like 170 less IQ points than the rest here um, (laughs) I think so um in this diner, as the you know, one person's dead, and he kills the old lady. Um, Lord Ruthven is there, like the the gay lord, and he is having a gay argument in the dining room with his gay assistant while doing the gayest thing ever, as he's checking out his own face in the reflection of a butter knife, <laughs> just kind of going like, mm, oh, oh. yeah, like it, Maximilian Pegasus oh, up, yeah. up in the kitchen, just. Real shit, real shit. And so, um, like, Dracula starts flirting with him, and it's just like, where is this shit going? Um. It's After like real kill- flirting too. It's like hands on the leg going up to the ding dong, you know, like it's just, ugh, it's oh, a yeah, lot. Oh yeah, hell yeah. It's hell a yeah. lot. 
And so, um, first off, he kills his fiance, the hot like Mrs. Ruthven, uh, the 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 one who's newly married, and uh, he does a thing on the deck, shows her an image, drains her, and at that point, the ship's like, oh, something's going on here. <laughs> Four people are dead and missing. Um, and so the best part is like everybody gathers and they have their conversation of like, okay, it's one of us. Somebody on the ship's killing people. And Dracula, who is insanely evil looking and acting, is constantly spitting out the food metaphors. It's just like, mm, what an absolute tragedy. I suppose it could be any one of us. <laughs> As everyone else is just so normal. And uh, we get a reveal. We get a reveal here. Um, who's behind door number nine? Who's behind door number nine? Because the whole thing, this framing episode, just like uh, Jonathan and Agatha, and the first thing, it's Agatha and Dracula in this dungeon. Dracula being like, here's how the boat trip went. And uh, Agatha's like, but who's in door number nine, Dracula? And Dracula's like, oh, I think you already know the answer. It was Agatha the whole time. She's actually on board the ship. She's on the ship right now, sick and being drained by by Dracula. She's on the ship. She's on the ship. <sighs> And um, shit flies. Which means absolutely fucking nothing. Which means nothing. Yeah. It means nothing. So um, uh-huh. let me let me try to. I'm going to have to do some condensing here. Um, Agatha's in cabin number nine. Dracula like frames her for the murders by putting like all of these um, uh, trinkets from the dead there. And Dracula's like, oh, well, let's uh, go check out this room. <gasps> oh, look, it's it's a woman covered in her own blood who weighs 90 pounds and is emaciated and unconscious in the bed. She must have murdered all the people. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, that, that reads. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that reads. Um, uh, and so they tie her up and they're about to like hang her. And Agatha has like the dumbest gambit ever. She's like... Yeah, actually, I am the vampire, and I'll totally kill all of you if you do this. Like, did this gambit make sense to anybody else here? Do we remember when she did this? Like, no. It, uh, I guess it was the only thing she could have done because they were gonna they had her they were gonna hang her from the mast. They had buckets underneath her, and then she was like, "I'm a vampire. Yeah, I won't die if you hang me." And it was to scare everybody else. And the only one who wasn't scared is Dracula. So Dracula goes to fucking do it, and then she she fucking is able to like spit in his eye, his eyes with blood. And we've seen like that he can't he he gets like super moist from blood. Yeah, he's just like oh, blood. And he just like licks it off his face. And she's like, "Look!" And some people are still like. I don't really know if it is him. <laughs> Some people are still on the fence. As like, like, he's on, like, are there two vampires? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. <laughs> as he's buckled over, filling his pants with cum, his eyes crossed because the blood's in his face. He's like, <laughs> and his, his fangs coming out. Um, mm-hmm. How they get him, though. This is the thing that breaks me. And is actually, it's the core thing I use to describe Dracula when I'm like complaining about this to other people. Um, is that they need to drive Dracula off. They don't have anything to drive him off with. But wait, Dracula doesn't like crosses. So they all make little finger crosses. They make crosses with their fingies. And Dracula freaks the fuck out. And he's like, oh, no, my weakness. <laughs> and he gets driven away by people just crossing their fingers. It's the the dumbest thing I've ever fucking seen. Now, it sounds so, legit. It sounds legit. I think that you need to suspend your disbelief for the incredible yeah. writing because we're just mortals and not Stephen Moffat. <laughs> we're not. We're not on his level. We're not. And so maybe I don't understand this next thing because boom, uh, uh, five alarm uh, uh, fire on the ship. Everyone's like, there's a vampire and we know who it is. And so um, Agatha's leading them and Agatha's just like, uh, well, sir, I'm the commanding officer here now. I'm sister Agatha Van Helsing. I was a nun somewhere. And the captain's just like, okay, yeah, sure. You're in charge now. He just, just whatever. Um, so 
they Jack bought, bought, bought boxes and boxes of soil on the ship, 50 of them. And so uh, they start throwing all the boxes of his soil off the ship, being like, hey, uh, yeah, he can only rest and recover in his own soil. Let's get this the fuck out of here. I would I would think, yeah, let's throw out all of his soil. Let's throw out all 50 boxes of soil so he can't rest. But Agatha, for some reason, is like, well, no, actually, let's leave one box of soil on the ship so we'll know where he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no one's like, well, what if instead we left none so he can't survive? And uh-huh. Agatha's like, no, 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 then we'll know where he is and we'll have the advantage. And it's maddening. It um, is. So we dive into just straight up. I feel like I got hate crimed by the next scene. So um, Dracula, the next death is he's confronting Lord Ruthven and the doctor. And uh, at this point, I'm like uh, really deeply offended by this. So the doctor and Ruthven are arguing and Ruthven is like, um, oh, well, I wonder what Dracula has me on board for. Because like you like science. So like maybe, oh, I bet he wants a partner. <laughs> that, that's it. I'm his partner. And so he's like, yeah, let me just take Dracula's side here. So he starts threatening uh, his daughter and Dracula pops up in the room. And uh, there is a bottle of poison that has never been explained there that suddenly the doctor's daughter takes it and kills herself. Uh-huh. Um, immediately, uh, Gaylord Ruthven is, Ruthven is like, Oh, Dracula, I'm your, I'm your partner now. Everything's going to be great. And, um, since the doctor into a wage, the doctor with, with like a weapon could kill Dracula. No. Instead, he's like, let me strangle Lord Ruthven, Lord Ruthven with the gun. So he angrily goes to strangle the Lord. He, uh, kills the doctor. Doctor starts bleeding out on the floor. And, um, I, I don't have the heart to explain Dracula's reasoning for like bringing Lord Ruthven on the ship. Hal, because this has impact on the third episode, why does Dracula then kill and drink Lord Ruthven? Uh, I I wouldn't even so so I don't know. Pax, just just please take it. Okay, so I can't even keep he up. He says like, episode. "Oh well, your your wife is dead, so uh, you are inheriting your uh, wife's." Oh property. my god! Yeah, yeah, go, yeah, yeah, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just like, well, you know, your wife is dead. And you have a fortune. And once I drink you, I will have you in my blood. So then I will have your fortune. And, and <laughs> the doctor's just kind of like, oh, I, I'm not sure. And then Vampire's just like, nah. And then boom, he's rich. And that's it. What are the property laws? This was there, not there the law. Any. Where it's like, well, no, if I kill you, I get all your stuff. Like if I That's t- Viking law. That's, that's Viking, Viking law. law. It's, I have no idea how the property transferred down. It's insane. So we're flashing to the top of the ship. Mike, how are they starting to defend themselves? What's their setup on the ship where they, they, they're creating a bear? <laughs> Around the mast with uh, um, the driving wheel, because I can't think of what it's called right now, with uh, um, their nailing uh, Bibles to uh our bible pages to the to the floor to the to the deck and everyone's like hiding inside and then they're just like uh uh um um abisa is the one who is just like what are you doing like this isn't gonna work none of this is gonna work like all, all of this is bullshit god isn't real we could just kill him he's just a dude and like his the amount of People have been turned into flesh piles on the boat, like yeah. actual piles of flesh. Like, he's just a dude. Any dude can turn people into flesh piles and have like very precise puncture marks and drink blood. Like everybody does that, and so that's that's their defense. And um, we just find them. I think they're just oh oh. Um, Peter comes up because he just witnessed everybody dying and Dracula being fine. Uh, and, and then we cut to nighttime and they're all sitting in this circle with lanterns and the Bible pages around um, the drivey wheel and the mast. And 
mm-hmm. leads us yeah. into our next Dracula confrontation. Yeah, so Dracula comes up and they're worried because they're like, oh, Pyotr, how- Dracula just let you live? And so there's this whole tension of like, oh, is Dracula inside him actually? Is he's in the Bible circle? And uh, meanwhile, like, um, Abisa is like, or Adisa is crying because oh. like his his lord and his love boyfriend is dead. And um, uh, they make Pyotr step out of the circle. And boom, suddenly Dracula's there. He's not actually inside Pyotr. He's there. Pyotr gets back inside of the circle. And um, Dracula does the same thing he does at the Covenant. He's like, well, eventually one of you will betray the others. I wonder who it's going to be. Eddie Takers. And so no there, no one's taking it. And so Dracula decides to um, neg Adisa. He identifies Adisa, who, who's crying and pissed off that his, 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 his boyfriend's dead. And I, I feel like they really, they, I, I felt hate crime. I felt like they were attacking my gay ass with this shit going on because Adisa gets negged into stepping out of the circle. Clearly it's like, oh, here's the supernatural thing. He's killed 20 people. And Dracula's just like, mm, oh, I guess you're pretty sad because you're just a servant and everyone disrespects you. Oh, I'm a little baby with poopy poop in my pants. I'm just a little servant. No one respects me. And I'm black. <laughs> and like, and like Adisa's like, so he steps out of the circle. Why this is extra dumb? Mike, do you remember what he attacked Dracula with? He shoots him. A fucking gun! With a gun. So why? You just you, Why do you need to step out of the circle to shoot him? You have a gun and he's five feet away. But he steps out of the circle and he shoots Dracula. And Dracula's like boom, boom, boom. And Dracula not harmed at all. And so he just attacks Adisa. Neck gone. He rips out Adisa's neck. Then, okay, everyone just stay safe in the circle. Piotr jumps out. No, Adisa! Piotr gets thrown to the other side of the ship, collides with an oil barrel, and then the captain is like, duck! Just blown away. The chef steps out and is just blown away. And so... Uh, Dracula's on the other side of the ship. He's brawling with the captain and the chef. He gets, like, pinned down to the ground, and Piotr, who just happened to collide into this oil barrel, suddenly you see fucking Agatha Van Helsing step over, and he's like, Oh, Dracula, bye-bye, have fun in hell! And she throws a lantern, it ignites the oil, it blows up Dracula, none of it's making any sense. Dracula staggers, like, Oh, God, I'm on fire! And he jumps off the side of the ship. He jumps off the side of the ship. At this point, how did you think Dracula was dead? No, because that's not how you kill a vampire. That's not a no, me neither. I don't know why you would. And so a fucking week passes. A week passes. And everyone's like, oh, I guess Dracula's gone forever now. <sighs> a week passes. Pyotr finds an Eden seagull on the ship. Agatha is picking off her own fingernails, which is gross as hell. Yeah. Because she's like, it's like she's like dying or undead or she <sighs> has whatever going on. Um. So, uh. She's talking with the captain in the hold, and they've still left one box of soil on the ship. Duh, I don't know why. Um, I'm just going to long story short it here. Uh, Dracula had some more soil hidden underneath his bed. He's been in his own like bedroom the whole time sleeping. <laughs> no one thought to check. <laughs> ah! So, um, uh, <laughs> Agatha then has this big brain thing where like he's, she's talking to the captain, and she's like, well, we actually are going to need to blow up the ship because we can't allow like the curse of the vampire to reach the shore. And it's like, uh, the, the fucking curse of the vampire because he was here? Why? What do you mean? Like That's not like the pathogen. And she's like, um, yeah, I have the infection, and so uh, this whole ship is like infected. It's like it's not. It's like with what? There's no infection. He does. That's not a thing. Vampires do even in this world. And so, um, she's like, yeah, no, we're gonna blow up the ship. And the captain's like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, they send everybody off because for some reason she's like, nothing on this ship can reach the new shore except the entire fucking crew and all mm-hmm. their possessions. Right, they, right, they right, can right. go. They can go, and so they go. 
<laughs> and um, she meets up with the captain. Captain's like, you want to get drunk on the top of the ship? She's like, fuck yeah, let's get drunk on the top of the ship. And um, so he goes out and immediately she's like, oh, wait, oh, wait, Dracula's bed has all the soil in it. Captain is lying there dead, his jugular removed, his throat half gone. And Dracula's like, oh, blah, 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 they monologue. He's like, let's go to the top of the ship and enjoy going to the new world. Um, she stays behind a little bit. The captain, despite not having a throat, is alive? Is alive? And he's like, yeah, just uh, go to the top. I'll blow up the ship while you talk with. Everybody talk else with has them. died. Everybody else has died like immediately. But uh, um, uh, uh, Sokolov is just able to be like, I'm good. I'm chill. Yeah. Like, I will save the day because plot armor. Fuck off. It's <laughs> yeah. So they come through while they're monologuing. They're talking about Dracula's theory of like why he's afraid of this. He's like, well, I think maybe it's because I uh, drink so many f- oppressed fucking peasants who the church shits on. And so I've absorbed their fear of the cross. That was an interesting one. I was like, eh, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe that's kind of interesting and then Helsing's like no no that's not it that's not it it's like there's no whatever so captain blows up the ship Agatha fucking drowns and dies but this was the thing that broke me Dracula hides in the coffin that she left on the ship made of soil they never removed it he hides in the oh and by the way he explained how he survived was he's like oh well I uh, I actually when I got thrown off and I was on fire, I just swam under the ship and climbed up on the other side. Duh! Duh! Like, duh! He that was says, that. like, the easiest trick in the book. Ah, ha, ha, ha. It's just like, <laughs> yes. dick. So how Dracula survives this is he finds that coffin that was left there. And so uh, he, at some point, is in the coffin and gets thrown off the ship. For this to work, how does he get into a open, like, wooden crate? Manage to bolt the coffin shut while he himself is inside of the coffin, and then while he's inside of the coffin, having bolted himself in, manage to throw himself off the ship to not get caught in the explosion. Any theories? This shows the mental decay that I had that I didn't ask any of these questions. Like, absolutely, it was three hours, and I was just like, "Fuck it, fuck it, we're doing Dracula." <laughs> so. Yes, absolutely. So, um, the crew pack. To shore, a bit of time passes. Dracula busts out of his coffin and he walks to shore because they blew up the ship like a quarter mile from the shore. Um, I, 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 uh, so he, he goes on and it's like, Ah, oh, yes, Dracula has made it to England again. I've survived. And then you hear in the distance, you hear it's very odd. You hear that's like, Is that a fucking helicopter in 1893? And then you hear. And then, like, a fucking SWAT team rolls up, and then doors get kicked out. Assault rifles get trained on Dracula. And fucking Agatha Van Helsing herself steps out of the the car. It's, like, fucking modern day. And she goes, welcome to England, Dracula, because he was in the coffin for 123 years. Was Dracula in that coffin? He just didn't know it. He thought that it was barely any time at all, and now he's on shore, and it's the modern day. And that's the twist of episode three. Now, uh, Mike, do you remember in episode one how Dracula looked like shit even though he was feeding regularly? It's just he hadn't fed a lot in a while. Yeah. You know? uh-huh. And then he, he drinks one person and he's fine. Uh, do you think that being locked in a coffin for 123 years, you wouldn't still look like hot, hot Dracula? Um, no, because I, who does not wield a plebeian mind, would recognize that he had entered into a state of, oh, I don't know, hibernation. <laughs> and he could uh, retain his appearance. Um, 
So, yeah, that's what I think. Check fucking made. Episode two in the goddamn books. Best thing I've ever seen. We are heading into Hal's episode, episode motherfucking three. Everyone's yeah. strapped in yeah. for episode fucking three that I watched today. Fuck, An yes. hour and a half of feeling like I'm, Fuck. you know, stabbing myself in the eyes with a rusted spoon. Okay. Here we go, episode three. So, first off, back to Drak and Agatha doing their Holy Warrior Wants to Fuck a Vampire routine. You know, just a refresher that we think, like, uh, in the first episode where it's like, Jack is like, you will come with me to the new world in my veins. And she's just like, yeah, fuck you, whatever, just do it. And again, and like, it's not the new world. The they beginning. say the new world, but it's England. It's I don't England. know why they say the new world. <sighs> it doesn't matter. So, like, so like they're doing that. We we get this, and then we realize, like, after the end of the episode, we're like, oh, it's foreshadowing something, but it doesn't make sense, so who cares? So then, boop, back to the modern-day England, where a very soggy Dracula pulls himself out of the water and is met with fucking S.H.I.E.L.D. led by Roro, Agatha, and... Uh, <laughs> And then you find out, like, no, it's not Agatha. It's her great-great-niece who looks exactly like her. Because, Played by the same I don't actress. Know, right. I don't know. Pax, like, do you look exactly like your great-great-fucking-uncle? I don't I, know. I do look like my great-uncle Pax. Wait. Oh, my God. Am I? My- oh, my God. <laughs> no. No, and you so, don't. And so so basically, she comes out, and, like, there are assault rifles just ready, trained on him, a helicopter flying overhead, and she opens with, are you hungry? And he's like... Uh, and he looks around at all this tech, looks like, and he's laughing. He's like, ah, look at the flying thing. Oh my gosh. And he looks it up. And here's like a part of the episode where I think like, like, wow, this was really stupid. This was like meant to be misogynistic. He goes up to one of the mercenaries who is a woman. Go, a woman with a gun. He walks up to her and he has like a <laughs> camera and he's just like taking a video of everyone. And he goes up to this woman who has a gun and is not trained on him. She's just like looking at him as he approaches her with a night camera. And it's like, why don't you smile for me? Why don't you smile for me? Oh, come on. Please smile for me. And she's just like, uh, okay. He smiles. He pulls out her gun and shoots her in the face. Kills her. And so, like, everyone's like, oh, oh, he has a gun now. He Because, yeah, I'm sure gun. he knows how to operate an AR-15. Right. He mm-hmm. shoots her in the face with a sidearm. He knows what that is. And and Agatha's, Agatha 2.0 says, no, don't shoot him. I'm like, girl, they have assault rifles. I Cut him in half. <laughs> we, we, we got such like a vicious downgrade with this new what Agatha. Mean? What do you mean? I know, like, I know. Like, Big sure, nerf. maybe if you hit him with a blunderbuss, maybe he's fine. But like, you guys got AR-15s up there. Cut him in half. Anyway, so, uh, so like, they're flirting again. He turns into a bunch of bats, flies away. He, he's gone. We're introduced to this new character, this young man named Jack, who is this little, little mousy, Peter Parker-looking motherfucker who is, like, supposed to be... I don't know, we think it's like, oh, is this a new Jonathan Harker, perhaps? Is this, like, a descendant of Jonathan Harker? That's what I thought at first. Um... Nope, not. He just appears and then like he's looking at this phone with this girl named Lucy and he's just like, oh God, like he's really like horning up for her as uh, she says like, hey, be here at this club tonight. You can bring someone if you want. And he's just like, that hurts my feelings because I like you. And she's like, fuck you, I don't care. So he goes, sees her dancing there, finds out, oh, she's getting married. That hurts my feelings. And then like he is like picked up by this man in a suit in a limousine. And he's just like, oh yeah, sorry, I... 
I have some really important work to do because he keeps getting calls from Jonathan Harker Mm -hmm. on his caller ID. And he's just like, I don't know what that means. I'm assuming that's not the Jonathan Harker who got worn as a skin Mm -hmm. suit to the prom. Probably not him, but who knows? And so like... Jack is driven to this place. He shows up to this institute, like deep underground, where you see Jonathan Harker's portrait there, and you're like, oh, something dedicated to Jonathan Harker. What is that? He walks in, and he walks into like this classroom, like this lecture hall, where like a movie is being played of the discovery of Dracula. He walks in with a name tag and his blood type, you know, because that matters. And so like he goes in, and the instructor's like, oh, Jack, good for, good for you to get here. We were just getting to a good part. Oh, you're O negative, I see. And someone, I swear to God, in the classroom says... <laughs> Vanilla. <laughs> and I'm like, what? What, oh what does that mean? What does that mean? And so you you have this idea that like, hey, oh look at God. this gay guy with a, yeah, yeah. with a, nor with a. Oh, negative. Uh, wow. How fucking basic can you get? And like, that was it. That was literally the joke. And I was like, okay, I don't know what that means. Is it like a hierarchy of who has the best blood type for Drax Cabernet? Ugh. I don't know. Hey, look at this user. Like, look at this loser with the only universal donation blood type that a lot of hospitals like. Right. Nerd. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you, we, we get, we're under the impression that this institute was dedicated to Jonathan Harker by Mina, um, who survived this encounter in episode one. Dracula let her go in return to have Agatha, because I don't know, she looked tastier or something yeah, like that. Yeah, sure. And like they built this institute, and for some reason they call it the donor program. So I guess their blood type does matter. But like the whole goal of what the institute's about is like, yeah, we're donating donating our blood for extra cash to do what? I don't know, but uh, O negative is like vanilla, I guess. Uh, anyway, it's never explained. Is it dedicated to Dracula's return? Is it meant to revitalize him once they find him? So anyway, they videotape him being found coming up to the new coming up to England. And they end up like he holds up in this house, kills someone. They find him again. Um, Dracula like bites this new Agatha. It is a funny blood. thing in the house where like he's watching a video of like Animal Planet and there's like a sunrise and he could watch it when it's on the TV. Um, and he's just like, oh, yeah, that's the good shit. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, that's so beautiful. My eternal yeah. nemesis, how beautiful you are. Yeah. And meanwhile, he like has one of the people folded in a fridge. Uh, literally folded in a fridge. But besides that, so Agatha 2.0 comes in. Her name's Zoe. And she's like, uh, hi, we're gonna tear the house down if you don't come out. And he bites her, and then he suddenly he's puking, and he's just like, oh my god, my tummy, and then he falls out, he falls unconscious. And, like, they, um, they box him up, they take him back to the institute where they have him locked up. Um, and he's, like, pacing around this glass cell, like Hannibal Lecter, um, make cracking jokes about how ridiculous it is, like, this new technology, all these people, and, um, they're basically talking like, hey, we need your blood. We're going to study you. We're going to poke at you like the animal that you are. And then a lawyer comes in and he's just like, oh, hi. Yeah. Um, Count Dracula, right? That's you. We've been Skyping. And he's just like, oh, yeah, they left me a, uh, a, uh, a Kindle or something akin to an iPad. They left him an iPad. And, and Agatha was like, what? Who gave him the password? Who gave him the Wi-Fi password? And he's just like, well, it was easy. It was my name. Fuck. God. And you're just like, oh, 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 duh. Um, so, so to so, follow, so he's in a glass box and he figures out how to use an iPad and he gets a lawyer in doing this. And I think, did, did Agatha already reveal why he passed out when she drank her blood or his blood? He, he found out. He was just like, oh, I, I think I know why I got a glimpse of you. And it's because there's a shadow over your heart. 
You have, you have cancer. You have she cancer. has cancer. So when he drinks cancer blood, that's obnoxious. Right, right, right. So like, if he drinks the blood of someone that's dying, um, as if it's everyone on that boat didn't have syphilis, by the way. Right, 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 right. But anyway, so so the lawyer comes in and is like, "Oh yeah, actually, um, you're detaining my client. He has rights too, despite him not being an English citizen, not having any documentation or identity, and being a known vampire. He has rights. So uh, you have to let him go by eight eleven tonight." And um, it's like kind of a weird request. 8-11, why is that? And she's just like, oh, that's sunset, you idiot. And he's just like, oh, okay, I'm still going to let him go. And so he takes him out, and then you're introduced like like Dracula snags Jack's phone on the way out. Like, it's unbelievable it why they let him go. It's like, what what the fuck? It, this, is an in, this is like a paramilitary institute with people with guns, and a lawyer comes in and is just like, you got to because I say so. Like, and they're just like, ah, damn. Yeah, they, they try to set up like it's it's because the money that they're using is illegal, but like they don't build on it enough, and we don't care. So yeah, no, it doesn't matter. So anyway, so like basically, Lucy calls Jack's phone. Dracula has Jack's phone. Uh oh. Oh oh, Lucy. and again, they found him in the house with a body folded in the fridge, and he assaulted yeah. somebody. Yes. And <laughs> and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <sighs> and so like. Dracula answers the phone. He doesn't say anything. As Lucy's just like, hey, Jack, I'm sorry you're mad at me. I'm sorry I got married. Please don't sulk. And he's just like, oh, hey, Jack's not here right now. Can I ask who is calling? And she's just like, oh, my name's Lucy Westenra. My social security number is blank, blank, blank. And here's my home address. <laughs> and he's just like, ah, Lucy Westenra, I can't wait to meet you. And she's just like, okay, nothing to read into there. So somehow within the next, I don't know, within that night, Dracula finds her at this club in London, in the entirety of London, a place he's never been to before. He has no means of tracking her phone. He has never met this woman before. He tracks her down this night at her club and, like, bites her and somehow, like, seduces her into visiting him nightly. And so, like, a couple weeks go by. Jack never talks to Lucy again. And um, Dracula, you find out that Lucy has been meeting Dracula, like, every so often in a cemetery. And they're, like, kind of, like, eating slash feeding i don't know like uh b- basically dracula co- shows up and he's just like hey like i'm draining you of all your life's fluids is that okay with you and lucy's just like well everybody dies and that's okay with me i'm so beautiful that it makes me miserable and i just want someone to not smile at me it's like and how drake just- said he said yolo <laughs> right drake exactly that's basically, dracula. that's basically it. and dracula's just like mm, wow that's really convenient for me you're the first person to ever let me drink you voluntarily and she's just like well i'm just that kind of girl i guess and he's just like cool i'm gonna bite you and she's like will you ever love me and he's like no and she's like awesome and so like and so you're under the impression that when he bites you 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 experience some sort of high you experience some sort of rush um as he bites you and and it's very clear that she is using him uh for that purpose for this high yeah and she's like some sort of party girl anyway so at this whole time like in the scene where like he's still in the institute agatha tries to take out his blood um for research purposes and he's just like oh yeah the lives of everyone i've taken are in my blood i have all their skills all their knowledge um what happens when you take mine like can you read my blood agatha can you read the blood and she's just like i don't know how to do that but okay and so like this is haunting her this is haunting her she can't sleep at night until finally she thinks back she looks at the vial of blood that she still has from the like secret government facility where things like have to be documented i'm sure Mm -hmm. but not in this world and so 
She pulls out this vial of Dracula's blood that is simply labeled Dracula. And um, <laughs> and she's just like, read the blood. Read the blood. I know. Unscrews it. Tosses it back. Drinks I, it. I, I am so offended by this. Drinks it. Drinks the blood. And I'm like, first of all, <gasps> second, um, nothing happens. Nothing happens to her. She doesn't turn into a vampire. She doesn't get fucking AIDS. I don't know. She doesn't get like any sort of like illness at all from drinking this man's blood who has been alive for 500 years like surely he's come in contact with some sort of std having unprotected sex with jonathan harker and like (laughs) however many english peasant or i'm sorry transylvanian peasants Mm -hmm. in the fucking countryside Mm -hmm. um Anyway, so all of this passes. Lucy eventually starts withering and dying. Dracula appears, like, finishes her off, and she's just like, oh, no, now I'm actually dead. You didn't say this was going to happen. He's like, definitely did, but hey, that's fine. She comes back. She's undead. She's undead. She starts going back to his house. Uh, Jack visits this Jack that you get no information about. You have no idea why he's important. He goes and he visits Agatha in the hospital. When does Lucy get buried? Doesn't Lucy get buried? Yeah, Lucy gets buried in this time. Lucy gets gets cremated, but we can continue. (laughs) Yeah, she gets cremated. She feels it the entire time because she's really undead inside Uh the coffin. Yeah, so Lucy wasn't following him back to his house. Lucy, Lucy, when she died, she went in a coffin. She's being buried, yeah. Um, but then she breaks out and you never really see her until the very end of the episode, but she's like, you get the feeling like, Ooh, she's crispy. Um, and so basically like Jack appears, goes to Agatha, visits her in the hospital as she's dying of cancer. And she's just like, I know what we have to do. What do you do this with me? And he's just like, what are we doing? And it's just like, mm, I can't tell you, but you have to come with me. And he's just like, because mm, at this point, what drinking the blood does do for her is that like, because her name isn't Agatha this whole episode. Remember, she's like Zoe. someone's great niece. But um, she does regain like the memories of Agatha when she drinks Dracula's blood. Right. And it's right? because like, oh, I don't know, perhaps because we shared DNA. Oh, my goodness. Maybe that's because my DNA is in his blood and you drank it. So I guess we can talk to each other now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. And just imagine being a government worker and it's like, like you're like yeah let me just with our one sample of dracula's blood decide that like how i'll try to like just take a swing here is but just by taking a drink of this like of yep. this criminal's blood like, like nope. and so anyway so like that happens she uh agatha hits her with all these questions of like why is dracula afraid of the cross why is dracula afraid of the sunlight oh you'll have all see questions but you're not doing anything about it what are you <laughs> going to do and she's just like oh i think i know i'm gonna get my um my 22 year old uh student and go over to his fucking apartment yeah. that's what i'll do i'll go talk to him so they go to his apartment right they're showing up dracula's being a little horn dog for for jack showing up like oh my god you brought me a meal and i just ate how oh thank you thank Thank you so much, Zoe. And Jax is kind of like, oh, I, I think I was underprepared for this. And then Lucy shows up at the door. Ding dong. Lucy's here. Opens the door. She's looking at herself in the reflection. She looks beautiful, the same as she always has. And then pans up. No, she's Two-Face, except it's all the bad face. And, like, that is what Lucy looks like now. And, and like, you definitely understand, okay, she's undead. She's burnt to a crisp. And like she has this little freak out once they take a selfie of her and just like, oh, I'm actually yeah, yeah, hideous. Yeah, yeah. So her revelation is that she can't see her reflection in the mirror, but she can in a selfie. <laughs> right, like, right, 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 right. And so anyway, so this all happens. Jack ends up staking her to, you know, save her from this fate of the undead. And then Zoe's just kind of like, all right, Jack, you can go now. Thanks. You can go. I need to talk to Count Dracula. And Jack's just like, OK. And he leaves. And that's, that is the entirety of Jack's story. That is it. 
And you don't care about Jack. You don't care about Lucy. And so if it sounds like we don't care, that's why you don't care. But it's like they're here. And it's like, why did you why did you ask Jack to come if this person that you didn't even think was going to be here, Lucy? What the what was Jack? There was no reason for for him to be there. So anyway, so like they have this conversation and Zoe's just like, I know what you're afraid of. And Jack is like, really? Because I don't. That's that's interesting. Um, So what is it? Really quick. This is the culmination. The whole series, every episode, it's like, oh, well, why is Dracula afraid of the cross? Why is he afraid of the Bible? Why is he afraid of God? Why is he afraid of the sun? And it's like, it's not necessarily a question you like would care about because it's like oh well yeah it's vampires I'm on board for the ride when it's such a campy thing but they make such a big deal out of it like it's going to be this big brain Stephen Moffat just fucking like load of just like oh my god this is why it was secretly here the whole time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so 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 anyway she jumps up on this table slow motion bionic mans across this long 20 foot long table jumps up grabs the drapes rips them down sunlight comes streaming in and Dracula's like I'm melting I'm melting <laughs> I'm <laughs> Uh, and like falls to the ground, sumps to the ground, and you're expecting like smoke to be rising off him, like his cloak to fall to the ground on a pile of ash, and nothing happens. He's just sitting there like an idiot on the ground with sunlight like, streaming. Uh, go, go, yeah, fuck. yeah. And he stands up and he's like, "I don't understand. What's going on? What? How could this be happening to me?" And she's just like, mm, "It's because you're not really a, a weak to sunlight. This is just a myth." Here's what happened, Count Dracula. Let me give you a flash fact. You aren't weak to anything. You basically <laughs> gaslit yourself into believing that you were weak to sun and the cross and and the holy water needing to be invited into places. You only believe this because the peasants believe this about you. And you believed it because it was a fetish that you had. And so now you believe all of these things. But none of them are true. What's really true, Dracula, is that you skulk in the shadows like a little night badger and you are afraid of dying. <laughs> that is it. And Dracula's like, oh my god, my very being is unraveled. I don't know what to do. And she's like, checkmate, mother fucker i'm going to die now and then she like sits in a chair and she passes out and you're just so again this whole thing of just like well actually the answer is that there's no answer and fuck you yeah that being the resolution is it's like you're afraid of the cross because you're actually not and you're afraid of the sunlight because really you're not afraid of the sunlight what you're afraid of is being vulnerable (laughs) right and so like and so like he gets all this knowledge he gets all this information this idea this knowledge that like oh shit i have no weaknesses i will live forever and i am invulnerable to any sort of con- uh, conventional form of damage Here what does he do what does he do Here he, it comes. He, he drinks her blood so he can kill himself oh. and, and she's just like oh, you bit me you're drinking my blood but it's poisonous to you and he's just like yes it is and now I'm going to die. Thank you for showing me my fears. Now I can die in peace. And she's like, oh, I'm dying too. And he's like, yes. You wouldn't think after all this time that I would let it hurt. And that's how the show ends. That's and, it. And as, like, as it pans out of them like sitting in a marriage bed as he suckles on her neck. And like it pans out to a view of like this shitty CGI sun. And that is the end of the entire show. As if show. they're in the sun and then it's like burning in hell. And it's like this huge like Catholic pastoral like pastiche of just like this, this fucking this gorgeous thing that looks like it costs $70 million to produce. And it it is like a, it's like the biggest punked version of just like. The, the dumbest thing where it's like, oh, well, look at all the money we spent on this. This must be fucking Yeah, nothing brilliant. matters. God is dead. Fuck you and fuck your horse. This kills. episode could have like, been 20 minutes long. Just, it could have been 20 minutes yeah. long. Yeah, that's that's the entire episode. And, and so, like, let me ask you, Pax and Michael. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. After all of this, after all of this history, all of this 
shenanigans. Um, would you recommend this show to anyone ever? Yeah. <laughs> I almost quit watching it the third episode. I was like, I don't have to cover this episode. I don't have to watch this. I, I texted uh, Pax in the middle of the night at like three in the morning. I was like, yeah. I'm watching this episode. I might not because who the fuck cares? It's just There's something about the third episode that makes you want to fucking die. It's just so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. There's, so so <laughs> there's some funny bits where like Dracula's lawyer at one point is like waiting for him in the car while he's given like the MDMA f- blood suck to Lucy. Mm-hmm. And he's doing um your he's under Dracula's stall and he's doing a crossword. And that was my favorite part of episode three. Is he's 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 writing like all the answers in the crossword. He's like, Dracula is Lord, Dracula is God, and it's like going way over the crossword, yeah, like yeah, square yeah, legs, yeah. as if he's just like trying to fill it in. Like, so, oh. That was the worst part is that they had these great comedy moments and then they had they wanted to have like this CW edge like in it especially in the yeah. in the last episode yeah, was yeah. so like bad CW edge because uh, um the 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 boy I don't remember his name it doesn't matter Jack. yeah Jack like he's in the episode and he like takes up a lot of the episode and he does nothing nothing and he is important no way he kills Lucy and like they cry and they kiss even though she's like a gross as you said crispy toast monster and yeah, like yeah yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they were. They were like, well, we have to wrap it up somehow. So boop, boop, boop. They just, I, it's boggling that it yeah. was allowed to go through that. They were like, this is a good ending to the episode, to the series. Yep. And that's it. Cause, Cause I think at the very, at the very end of the day, it's very clear that like by the end of it, they were just like, we don't care about you. We don't care about they how hate you, you. About the show. They think we- you're dumb. <laughs> they think you're fucking dumb, man. Like yeah, they, and like the way absolutely. they spell everything out and that like these revelations are supposed to be like the biggest brain, like, oh wow, Dracula's greatest fear all along was nothing. And his greatest weakness all along was just nothing. So, and like the <laughs> fact that he would forget, he's like, oh, oh, oh yeah, I guess I made it up. technically Um, his his fear was death he was afraid of death and so it's i think they wanted to play this game that zoe tricked him into killing himself because he wasn't actually vulnerable to anything i know i'm uh, she reversed psychology uh, i'm playing five-dimensional chess (laughs) motherfuckers are playing checkers (laughs) when i when i was first looking up this series they were like oh final episode explained and i was like always a bad sign (laughs) always a bad sign like when they have to explain the final episode a three-part series. <laughs> There's no explanation. There's not an explanation. There the isn't. explanation is "fuck you." It I is. hate you. It like- <laughs> yeah. So, so everyone, what, what we're trying to say is, if you if you really just want an exercise in like that is akin to like cutting lemons and like squirting them into your own eyes, um, then then you should watch this show. Um, if you want to watch anything that is with any sort of substance whatsoever, do not turn. I'm having fun talking with you. Is this on the side of like, so bad it's good? Or is it just bad, 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 bad? No, this is is bad, bad, bad. Like this isn't even like, this isn't even like, wow, you know, like this was bad, but man, what a wild ride. I'm glad I experienced that. No, like this was the kind of thing that I watched it and I was like, fuck, like I had an hour and a half on my day off and this is what I chose to do with Mm. it. 
Dragon yeah. Ball okay. Evolutions was like a beautiful joyride compared to this. I would watch that. Yeah, yeah exactly. I would watch that four times in a row. They match the same runtime as opposed that to That at least had, oh, I fried my nads in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and did. like with this, I think that like when you have a really bad, like campy thing, because this is campy in a way, but it also looks like it cost $70 billion. Like the whole yeah. thing. They have these huge facetious. You could tell, like, I mean, like uh, when, when, when Hal and I visited like London and saw some of these West End productions, there are some of these homies who are like working on like these set pieces. Gorgeous things. Some of the best, most professionally composed things I've ever seen. World-class makeup, world-class like artistry, color grading. It's it's nuts. And yet it's like this motivating thing isn't like a genuine love for the art form or a genuine like love of the story you're telling. It's motivated by like this this aristocratic bourgeois contempt. It's this it's motivated by this fact that like uh, this is going to be so big brain, but what if I took all my amazing ideas and I made them palatable to the bumbling Neanderthals that, you know, are going to watch this on the BBC? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's, it's hateful. It's hateful. Um, yeah. But maybe if you have some friends, maybe you could watch it. <laughs> I don't know. So, I don't know. I like so, talking about it with y'all. Yeah, honestly, I do too. And and, and I think that I, even though this isn't anime, and even though the last thing we talked about wasn't anime, which, by the way, if you want to watch something uh, good vampire, good vampire stuff, uh, go back to the last episode we talked about, Castlevania. Castlevania is uh, basically go, anime. It's an, yeah, yeah, it is one hundred percent. Go go watch Castlevania, and if you you know want to hurt yourself even more in this in this time, uh, definitely go turn on Dracula. Actually, get some friends together, you know, socially distant, you know, like minimal numbers, yeah, um, masked up and. Uh, Go watch Dracula if you just want to claw your eyes out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that's... Uh, I think that's it. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. This was a intense episode to get through, but thank you for listening on, uh, to sitting on, in on our uh, group therapy session. Oh, God. This is. You know what I mean? Because um, if you want to... Well, I think that there's... Just listen to this episode because it'll be more fun than watching this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I do have a sense that like almost listening to it, like listening to the plot holes in episode two, it really almost seems... If I were listening, I'd be like, does this really exist? <laughs> you know what I mean? Can this... <laughs> no way this was allowed to happen. But... Uh, it's real. It's out there if you want to see it. And the scariest thing before we head out is that they're all pushing for a season two. Are they they're fucking all, pushing for a season all two? pushing for a season two because Thank Dracula's God. whole thing is reviving. And so, you know, just like how Sherlock takes like a few years to get going, this will probably take like two more years to get going. But they are really like, oh, well, people must have loved this show because a lot of people uh, wa- watched it on Netflix. Uh, season two, let's have Agatha back again. And so maybe, maybe if it's the year 20, like 2476, and it's like, ah, yes, it's me, Silicon, Silicon Van Helsing, here to fight Dracula. Like, <laughs> I might consider that, you know? Um, I have no idea. Could Do we, we want to see season two? Could we start writing a petition now? Can we just start now? Like, how many people do you think we need? How many signatures? Yeah, to stop actually, it? <laughs> Actually, everyone, if you're listening to this podcast, please go to uh, at Brotaku's podcast on Twitter and please tweet uh, at us how many hateful things you'd like to say about BBC's Dracula, and we'll try to forward them to the producers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we'll 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 like uh, uh, inscribe it on the glass of the building. We'll leave chicken right, heads. like Martin Luther, like putting up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, like the ninety five theses of yeah, don't yeah, do yeah. this. Like God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh, All right. okay. I think that's a good note to end it on, man. Thank you all so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast or review us on your favorite podcasting app. It really does make a difference and every review counts. We'll make sure to give you a shout-out on the air to show our appreciation. All right. All right, everyone. I'm Hal. I'm Pax. 
And, and we're the Brotakus. <laughs> Michael, thank you so much for being there. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. Thanks Love for you having guys. me. Have a good one, y'all. Bye.